pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 2 Podcast. This might be college football, have a Hall of Famer coming up here in just a few minutes. We've already had one hour down. Blake Topmeyer joining us. And let, let's get back to the calls. Rick starts it off from Ohio. Hello, Rick. Good afternoon, Mr. Feinbaum. Enjoy your show immensely. Thank you. We love uh, the Southeastern Conference, even though we're in the state of Ohio. And the reason why I'm calling uh, is uh, very disappointed in um, what's going on down in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, I think it's a th- there's an easy solution to this. It seems like the teams that beat Kentucky and beat them physically are older, much more mature. Uh, they're not looking to go one and done. They're strong. The teams they they, get, they beat them up very physically and. Uh, Kentucky just don't have an answer to that. Yeah, I, I think it's a fair point. I mean, their defense has really let them down. Um, I think they'll they'll make a, another run because their, their schedule is is mostly favorable for a couple of weeks. It gets more difficult at the end with Auburn uh, and I believe Alabama and, and Tennessee. But they, they've got some they've got some layups, so to speak, for the next few weeks. They got a couple. They got a couple possible W's, but then they're going to have to go on the road uh, to yeah, Auburn, right? And they got to go to Alabama, and I believe the Mississippi State ball game won't be an easy one either. Yeah, and Tennessee, uh, I believe Tennessee obviously is on the road, so they have three brutal games remaining. Oh, and, yeah, so I agree with you on that. But the, the, you know, Vanderbilt uh, has just become an automatic for most schools. Uh, hey, thank you very much for the call. We, uh, Rick is in Ohio. How often do we have back-to-back callers from Ohio? Elliot is oh. up next. Hey, how's it going? I'm, I'm down in the neck of the woods where the SEC meets. San Dustin, I'm sitting in a hot tub talking to you, Paul. And you, you asked about the dynasty, Paul. The dynasty is Ryan Day, Ohio State, because we just got the number one cornerback in the country. Name, Ophard, or however you say his name. Yeah. But I'm telling you, but here's my question for you, Paul. With this... Hey, oh, Elliot, Ryan, Ryan Day has been, been in this spot before, but somehow when he gets to the playoffs or the big game, he always throws up, doesn't he? Yeah, but he's he's different, Paul. He's, oh, yeah, it's, right. it's about to happen, and you know it. You're yeah. all scared of that. Let's think of some of the quarterbacks he's had in recent years. Justin Fields, C.J. Well, let's uh, talk about missing, I'm, I think I'm missing somebody. The, uh, who was the guy that went to the uh, that passed away? Alabama quarterback. Let's talk about your Alabama quarterback in the NFL versus Justin. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. had like let's four talk. NFL quarterbacks in recent years, and who was just in the Pro Bowl there uh, yeah. this week because because of his talent and Ryan Day because Ryan Day knows how to teach. Yeah, you say, he just doesn't know how to coach. To That's the problem. Ryan Elliot. Day, he's a great Ryan recruiter. Ryan Day is the next dynasty. All hat, no cattle, as we say dynasty. out in Austin. Ryan Day is the next dynasty. Yeah, but my question: Try winning one before you get about six or seven. Okay. <laughs> I will, Paul. I'm calling you when that happens. Yeah. I hope I'm around because he won't be. <laughs> I heard you were retiring, so you may not be. <laughs> Randy's going to have his own show, right? <laughs> Randy will be sitting right here. <laughs> it, given the choice of talking to you again, Elliot, or retiring, I think I'll take the I think I'll take the uh, Social Security payment every month. Uh, thanks for the call. <laughs> 
J.E. is up next. Good afternoon. Hey, Mr. Feinbaum. How are you doing today? We are doing great. Thank you. Hey, uh, Auburn win a national championship for Ohio State does. I was just wanting to, I just happened to hear that part of it. But uh, they were talking about that guy down in Louisiana, the one that's on the boat. I love to hear him talk. But I just wanted to know, put your beads back on, grab your beer, and go back to the boat because Auburn and Ole Miss will win before you ever do. Correct. Well said. War Eagle, baby. War Eagle. Thank you very much. T from the ATL. Hello, T. Hey, this is G. Hey, oh, G. I, I look down there and go, there, I, I don't know a T from Atlanta, but I do know a G. <laughs> yeah, I think you got it missed up. But anyway, how you doing today, Paul? We're doing great, G. Good to hear from you. Hey, hey, yes, sir. Hey, you know, Dominique, I think he might be the next Jimmy of the Greek. He told you to take Tennessee, didn't he? <laughs> he sure did. You're right. I, by the way, remember, I changed my I, – I went with Kentucky until Dominique called in, then I reversed. Yes, sir. You sure did. But look here, Paul. Some of the guys down at the uh, Dallas, we want you to know that uh, you, we need to get an interpreter for uh, interpreter for um, from uh, Dwayne out of Louisiana because if he ain't the next James Brown, who is? I feel good. <laughs> what the hell are you saying? Yeah, he feels good. But I like him, though. Don't get me wrong. And then another thing, Paul, and I'm going to let you go. Uh, you were talking about some of the greatest baseball players. And I'm going to tell you one that's right out of Tuscaloosa. And I don't know. I, he may be before Jim. I'm thinking he may be before Jim. But his name was George Foster of the Cincinnati Reds. you remember him? Oh, he was a great player. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, sir. Out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But anyway, Paul, I was calling him. Now, Gee, how, how are you doing? Uh, we always, I'm always concerned I'm about you. Good. I know you're doing having good. a tough time. Doing good, Paul. I had a good, I had a good dialysis today. And, uh, That's great. You know, and uh, getting ready for Valentine's Day. We're going to have a little Valentine's Day thing down there. And uh, maybe I'll get me a little sweetheart. Well, I've never, well that never is known. fantastic. Well, <laughs> well, we're all uh, thinking of you and praying for you. And uh, it's always our pleasure to hear from you. All right, Paul. Take it easy. Thank you very much. Just what a, what, a, what a great story. I mean, go through dialysis, which is one of the toughest things in the world uh, to go through. And he's upbeat, cannot wait to get back home and, and call the show. That is really inspirational. Let's check in with Johnny B. Good. Hey, Paul. I like hearing these uh, Ohio State fans calling, you know, and just bragging and bragging about Oh, yeah, right, right. Do they realize... They've got Bill O'Brien now. Any talent. They haven't gotten the memo yet. He's offset. I mean, I don't understand. I mean, Bill O'Brien could go into the Chiefs this week and screw up Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> no doubt. I mean, if you look at the talent pool that he had around him at Alabama, and they just flopped. But another thing is I noticed that you made a – the top ten in a uh, radio show thing. It's on your on yeah. It came out today there. that, uh, and I, I'm not even sure how we got in this category, but uh, the top ten national radio shows. We were in there, and uh, yeah, we're all you're always honored to be mentioned, but uh, yeah. you're behind. But uh, you know, I can't remember who are we behind. Uh, Colin Cowherd. It didn't Jim? have the list. It oh, okay. Well, I, I, I've, I've seen the list. The list you was were, uh, Dan Patrick seven. was number one, which is interesting. Uh, Cowherd uh, Greenberg. Cowherd, that's Cowherd, don't you remember? Rich Eisen, <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Uh, who else? Jim Rome and Mad Dog. We were behind all those guys. 
Oh my God, mad though. You well, don't have to hit of the all, uh, Of the we top, the we came in seventh. Uh, they're they're 20, uh, 25 and all. Of the of the twenty five, have to hit the portal. I bet we we're the only. Game, I bet Paul. we're the only national ranked show that actually takes callers from the people that support it. Well, we got to come up with some kind of nil money. Well, we're, we're never going. You, you know why we're not going to move up? Because we, we don't get respect. Because people want to typecast us as being. Because we're primarily a, we're a college show. Obviously, we're on a college network. We're not. A, we're not at the Super Bowl this week. You know, fawning all over all the same people that everyone else is. So we get we get hurt by that. Uh, but 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 Johnny B, if you're asking if I'm going in the portal, yes, I am. Okay. I, and you Good know luck. where I'm going? You know where I'm going? Colorado. No, I'm going to Ohio State because I just got through being told that they're the di- they're the, they they they're the new dynasty in college football. Write it down. As long as Bill O'Brien's there, there yeah. is no dynasty. You got Ryan Day, who has choked more big games. I'll try not to go X-rated there, but I had a joke. Um, <laughs> I mean, would you trust that guy? Anybody that's got a beard. He had Georgia down. Play. Do you remember this game a he year ago? He had Georgia down by two touchdowns with the best quarterback in the country. Well, in theory. Best wide receivers. And he couldn't finish the job. And then he oh, sent yeah. out, and then he, he sent out his CJ nephew Stroud. to kick the winning field goal, and the guy missed by thirty yards. He had C.J. Stroud, yeah. and Bill O'Brien had the number one Bryce Young, and and they they met almost that they messed that. Yeah, up. See, they had the, they they had that much in common. They had the best quarterback in the country at the time because C.J. was the best quarterback last year. Bryce was the best the year he before. He was very impressive, and, and they couldn't NFL get it done. No, could not get it done. All right. Enjoyed it. Y'all have a good Thank day. Thank you, you bet. And Bill O'Brien literally did something that nobody thought possible. He would get Bill Belichick fired. <laughs> Think about that. Greatest pro coach of all time. And Bill O'Brien got him fired. And if he'd stuck around Alabama another year, Saban would have, well, we don't need to talk about that. We'll be right back. Your phone calls and a baseball Hall of Famer right after this. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com Paul. That's H-I-M-S dot Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com Paul. Hardments are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Hey, we welcome all of you back. Uh, We are really excited to welcome a Hall of Famer to our program, a baseball Hall of Famer, Todd Todd Helton, who many remember uh, as a great quarterback and baseball player to University of Tennessee and uh, just recently selected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Todd, first of all, I, I know we're late in congratulating you, but uh, I'm sure you're enjoying uh, the moment. It ha- it, the, la- the last couple of days uh, have to have been uh, just amazing for you. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, yeah, they, they were, they're pretty amazing. Um, you know, to be, to be selected to, to this kind of honor, um, you know, it's just it's the highest honor you can get. It's, it's surreal. Um, and there's, there's so much emotions that go through you when, when something like this happens. Um, you know, my dad uh, would have, you know, who, who passed a few years ago. This would have been his. Uh, this would have been his World Series. So he he would have been he was he would have been so excited, and uh, I wish I could have shared that with him as well. Yeah, I'd like to ask you about him for a second, and then we'll talk more about uh, getting the call. But he was uh, he was he, he was always a great baseball player, trying to get to the big leagues, and uh, he mm-hmm. just fell short, didn't he? He did well. He he quit when he was nineteen. Came back to to raise me and me and my brother. So you know he 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 gave up baseball to to, to become a dad. So you know he 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 gave up a lot and um um but he uh, he pushed me and my brother and um was 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 instrumental in in helping me become a a big league baseball player. And. I mentioned, and so much is often made of your days at Tennessee, but when you got out of high school in Knoxville, I mean, you were uh, as good a football player in many people's eyes as you were a baseball player. How did, how did you attack that, uh, being, a, being quite, a, quite a star in both? Um, I, I, was, I was a, a star in high school. Um, you know, I, I was player of the year in Tennessee, but um, I quickly got to the University of Tennessee, and I got to play uh, – got to see a guy named he Schuler play and <laughs> good. Um, I realized in a hurry that um, I, I better concentrate on baseball and um, you know obviously um, my junior year we had Peyton and um, uh, another guy named Brandon Stewart that were that were came in freshmen that were uh, really good players and as when they came in as freshmen they were better than me as a junior and um, Peyton actually uh, was more knowledgeable of the play playbook as a, as a freshman than I was as a junior because, you know, I, I didn't go to spring practice and stuff because I was, you know, playing baseball. So I was, I was a little behind on, uh, you know, on, 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 on the playbook. I know injuries, uh, nobody wants to be injured, but when you, when you had the knee injury at Tennessee, it did, uh, I, I'm sure it told you a lot of things, but uh, was that it for you? Did you realize at that point, may, maybe I need to uh, go where the, where, the, where the action is and that, that would be in baseball? You know that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, I got out of I got out of football um, relatively unscathed. You know, I strained my MCL, so I mean, you know, no surgery, anything like that. Just took me a few weeks, and um, you know, they they asked me to come back and and, and finish out the season, and I did. But um, but you know, once once Peyton had had taken taken hold, you know, I I knew I really wasn't needed anymore, so. 
you know, I would go out there for individual uh, individual football practice, but when we had split into teams, the uh, the kickers would run inside, and um, you know, I look like a kicker anyway, so I just ran with them, and then I just <laughs> run straight down the field and start hitting. I guess when you, uh, Todd, when you get sandwiched between uh, the guy that went number one uh, and then Heath Shore, I think he went number two, uh, you, it, yeah. it's not hard to figure out baseball is a good idea. Not at all. Not at all. And, um, you know, I, I gave up. I, I didn't come from anything, and I, I gave up uh, a lot of money to go to college. So, I, you know, I realized that, um, you know, baseball was was where it's at and where I, I needed to focus. And, and I loved baseball. I mean, I love practicing baseball. I love talking baseball. Um, you know, I was a cage rat. I, I would sit in a cage and not only hit, but I'd watch people hit. I would um, turn the pitching machine on when I was too tired to hit and just track balls um, just, to, just to get my eyes uh, practiced. Did that a lot as I got older and trying to learn how to practice smarter instead of harder. So that, that's some of the things that, that I did, um, you know, stay sharp. I wanted to ask you about that because we live in such a different era now, Todd, where, where young people in high school, college, I mean, they, they're thinking often money first, but I mean, you turned down the money, uh, you, you had your uh, college career. Uh, I mean, was, I, I know I know with so many things going on in your life at the time with your dad uh, and your family situation, uh, how tough was that to, to, to give up something that you really had never had before, money? <laughs> it was tough. It was tough. Um... But I mean, I, I, I didn't know this at the time, but um, it was it was a great decision. Um, you know, I actually left uh, football practice uh, uh, two days early and told the Padres I was going to sign. So um, to not sign, uh, it, w- it was tough, but it was the best thing for me uh, physically, mentally, emotionally. I, you know, I got to grow up. I got to get stronger. You know, I got to I got to um, you know make good friends and and get out on my own in a structured environment. And you know, who knows where I would have been if I if I didn't have the structure of three years in college to to help me when I when I got to the pro ball and and definitely the the big leagues. And, and Todd, there's so many remarkable aspects of your career, which I'm, I'm sure had a lot to do with your selection. But you know. All, you know, your career in one city, uh, the loyalty uh, that, that goes both ways in, in a situation mm-hmm. like that. I mean, just a brilliant career. I mean, as you think back on it now, you're not that far removed. Uh, a lot of it comes down to the right decision, doesn't it? It really does. It comes down to the right decision. And it also comes down, I was very blessed that, to have people in my life that, um, you know, that were looking out for me. And you know, not trying to get anything off of me, just just helping me out and and, and helping me make the right decisions. And uh, you know, when you're 17, 18 years old, it, it, it's hard to decide you know what you're going to do the rest of your life. Um, so you know, my my parents were instrumental in wanting me to get a college education, and um, and I did. And finally, uh, you, I mean, you. you... We, t- we mentioned you getting selected. It, it took a couple of years, which is not that unusual, but uh, how nerve-wracking is that? Uh, you become eligible and you don't make it, and, and then you – I can't imagine going through that again for a couple more years. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, it's part of it. Um, you, you learn in a hurry. Um, 
that you, you in in the minor leagues um, that uh, you, there there has to be a, 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 a tremendous amount of focus to just go through the bus rides and the games and the season and you know it's 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 such hard travel and such a tough schedule you don't realize it at the time but it it really prepares you for the big leagues because 162 game season is is you know in your first couple of years when I did it even though I was young it was hard to do and as I got older you know it just became easier my body got used to it I became used to it and um you know, I, I loved trying to figure out my body and how to go out and play the next day, you know, when I was hurt, when I didn't feel well, I, you know, I prided myself in getting out on the field and, and playing and, and playing hard. Todd, as, we, as we've been talking, we've shown on our screen uh, that video of, of, of you with your family getting the call. And I know there are many great moments in, in one's life with children and, and obviously yeah. the birth of your your. Uh, your kids and, and your and, and getting married and so many milestones, sure. but but I just can't I can't imagine as we're showing it again. You know, you get that call and and you know uh, for, for for the for that moment on and and forever uh, after after your name, it's going to be a comma. It's going to be say it's going to say Hall of Famer. Uh, what was it like when when you finally picked up that phone? Man, it, it was surreal. Um, you know, I. I was so scared to invite people over to my house because I felt like if I didn't get the call, I was going to let people down. And, um, but it ended up, there was more people at the house than I wanted, but I did get the call and, um, it was, it was a sense of relief, but it was, it was, it was joyful. It really was. And to, to see the look on my, my daughter's faces, um, and my wife, they, they were, they, they were so happy for me and, um, you know, I was happy for them as well because you know they've been there and supported me and, and and let me go out and play baseball and 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 just focus on that my whole career. I don't know what sports your your daughter played, but man, she made a quick move to to, to congratulate you. That was that was very fast. <laughs> she plays lacrosse and she's <laughs> really really good. Well, uh, enjoy the moment because uh, it, this is one of those moments that will last the rest of your life. Congratulations and thanks for making time for us. Okay, thank you so much. Good talking to you. You bet. Todd, Todd Helton, the latest member of the Baseball Hall of Fame. We'll take a short break here on a Monday afternoon. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Welcome back. Uh, great to have all of you uh, with us. Uh, appreciate Todd joining us. And let's get to Zach in Louisiana. Hello, Zach. What's going on, Paul? Hey there. Just want to say, Paul, I hope you keep that same energy about Ohio State when you go on the fan this week. <laughs> I'll, uh, well, don't tell anyone, but I will. I might record it and play it back on my next call. We'll see. Thank you. You probably won't <laughs> hear the same thing. <laughs> Go Buckeyes. Thank you. Appreciate it. I do some show up in Columbus, so you always try to act a little nicer when you're in town. Not that much, though. Uh, Doug is up next in Alabama. Hello, Doug. Hey, Paul. Thanks for taking my call. Thank I'm you. a longtime listener. I Appreciate called in it. once twice before. I um, just want to talk a little about, uh, you know, a little bit about the uh, origins of nil. Remember when I think it was, wasn't it the University of Wisconsin that made the lawsuit for players to be paid, I believe? I thought that was Northwestern, <clears throat> but it could have been Wisconsin. It, it, it well, could no, have no, been. No, no, was was, uh, no. Northwestern was, was, was trying to unionize. Yeah. So um, fast forward to now. We have guys, kids, in college, making over three million a year, right? right? Um, and you have a lot of kids in college not making anything. College is free; it's scholarship. I I think two things need to happen. One, they need to um, across the board pay everyone. Maybe it's fifteen grand a year. Maybe it's 20. I'm talking all sports. I'm not talking just football, maybe basketball. You've got all these college players. Only 1% make the pros, right? And then you got the transfer portal. You know, kids are there for the education, supposedly. But it puts so much a strain on schools when kids are having to transfer credits to different, even, you know, when you're talking different conferences, Right. Um, a lot of kids, you know, they don't graduate anyway, but they need to put a limit on the number of transfers and, and transfers. And I believe that that was that had to be St. Nick's you know, biggest complaint. He had to be sick of this, of he was of the there's, transfer no, there, portal there's no doubt and about uh, his feelings. And uh, he, you know, he, he made the, he made it. He made it clear very early on and he never stopped talking about it. Well, and I think that's where the NCAA really screwed up in the beginning because instead of laying a foundation, they let the piranhas take hold, right, to sponsor these kids. You know, you got Shador Sanders paying for his father, uh, giving his father a home in Boulder, oh, yeah. a $3 million home. Really? This, this is this insane. So you got how many players are disgruntled because some of these kids, and I'm not saying they're not bad players, but Shador wasn't the best quarterback in the NCAA. Granted, he got sacked about 24 times, I think, or more. But He was the most sacked the same, quarterback, though. Oh, exactly. So my point is they have to control it, and they got to do it sooner than later. Now you got Tennessee – and a bunch of other schools, 
I, I don't know how you where the median is. And the NCAA, you know, wants to punish these schools. Yet it's groundbreaking, right? We're only in this what second year, maybe third. Um, this and is here, the, uh, yeah. We've we've had two full seasons, maybe three. Right, and, yeah. and now you're trying to slam all these schools, right? That really, honestly, are the rules really defined, and and where everything is. So if you make a flat line fee for every student, I'm talking every sport. Wouldn't that be better? Wouldn't that clear it up? To some degree. Yeah, I think what? ultimately that is the only solution because you know, without some pay system, whether it's collective bargaining, whatever it is, uh, th- th- this, this model cannot survive. Uh, you know, what Tennessee said the other day was correct. You know, whether they needed uh, the shock and awe is, is open for interpretation. Thank you very, very much. Appreciate the call. Susie is up next in Georgia. Hello, Susie. Hi, Paul. How are you today? Very well. Thank you, Susie. I just got hung up by another woman. Uh, Buddy is up next in Kentucky. Hello, Buddy. Hello, Paul. Uh, Let me tell you, for sad reasons today, King Charles is in the news. But in, in the mid to late 1970s, he was in uh, Atlanta for whatever reason it right. was, but he had never been to an American football game. So they took him to the UGA football game in Athens, and uh, uh, during the halftime, he came out and I think kissed a couple of the cheerleaders and all like that, but uh, that was his first Football, now, if I remember that correctly, buddy, and I remember, uh, wasn't it against, uh, wasn't it against that, that uh, Kentucky? Late 70s, 70s. I think it was a Kentucky game, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he did go. Uh, I always thought he went to a game in Lexington, too, but, but you're right. Uh, maybe the Kentucky part of it was uh, interfering, but I, I do remember talking to people about it. And uh, he, he, there was a diagnosis today about the king uh, having a, an unspecified form of, of cancer, uh, which is, uh, yes, yes. So that so, yes. okay. Uh, let me, let me correct. Right. The game was the game in Lexington or, or Athens. The game was in Athens. No, it, was, it was in Athens. Okay. It was in a- Athens okay. that, uh, because the, the meeting or session that he was in Atlanta was business related in some way or other. And, uh, but he, uh, mentioned, or they asked him, had you ever seen an American football game? And he said no, and so they took him to the uh, game in Athens, uh, Sanford Stadium. Okay, and it was at halftime of that right. game. By the way, I, I do. By the way, uh, and, hold on, everybody. I, I just saw a uh, picture. Cheered and he yeah, just, I just saw a picture. Thanks for the call of, of him <laughs> and Vince Dooley. Uh, I mean, this is really funny. Twenty-eight-year-old Charles talking to Vince Dooley, who's got like a tie wider than a than a seven forty-seven. Uh, without, a, without a jacket. That's how Vince used to go to the games. And uh, you're right. You're 100% correct. It was in September of, uh, what year was it? 70, October of 1977. Um, Georgia, uh, a Georgia football game. And uh, he, uh, Vince Dooley uh, talked about it in, a, in an interview a couple of years ago. And it's, uh, 
it is pretty amazing to think about. Uh, Kentucky was coached by Fran Kersey at the time. It was, really, it was a really good Kentucky team, if I remember. Uh, I, I saw that Kentucky team play. And uh, that is really amazing. I don't, think I've, uh, I don't think I've ever talked to anybody who was, uh, oh, wow, guess who, uh, guess who else was at the game? Who performed halftime? Does anybody remember? I don't remember. I just looked it up. Fairly major figure uh, in uh, <laughs> Leonard Skinner. Uh, actually, uh, Skinner would have still been. Uh, uh, he he actually, Skinner actually died a couple weeks after that. Um, but it's a good guess. Georgia lost the game 33 to nothing. So my memory about that Kentucky team was correct. Marshall Tucker, good guess. Allman Brothers, good guess. A guy who grew up. Not far from the state of Georgia, across the river in South Carolina. James Brown. James Brown. I mean, what kind of, what kind of event is that? When, when Prince Charles shows up and you've got James Brown for halftime. Since when does James Brown start doing halftime shows at SEC games? That, that's pretty good. Anyway, I saw Charlie Daniels do halftime for uh, uh, Alabama-Tennessee game in Neyland. It was pretty good. But I've never seen James Brown. Never saw James Brown, period. We'll take a short break. We are back with much more. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. And we are back here on a Monday afternoon. Uh, we'll uh, talk a little bit to a little bit later to uh, Andrea Adelson. Shannon is up next. Hello, Shannon. Hello, Paul. How are you doing today? We're doing great. Thank you. Well, I was listen, listening to your show about a week or so ago, and you were planning on taking a trip down to Texas. Yeah. And you were planning on eating chicken fried steak, and somebody erroneously, oh, terribly, suggested you eat rice and beans with chicken fried steak, and that's just not what you do here in Texas. Okay, so, so I'm about to spend some time in Texas, uh, a lot of time. Tell me what to do. Sir, first of all, you eat <laughs> for your two sides mashed potatoes and fried okra. I like that, that better, by the way. That sounds good. And it'll make your day. I just, I had to save you from making a terrible mistake. Well, by the way, I, I don't think I would have made it uh, because uh, by the time I got there, I would have, I would have talked to some <laughs> folks. I like mashed, so tell me about the fried green ochre because I, I, like, I like fried green ochre really crispy. Yes, sir. Okay. Now, if you're really serious, well, if, Fried okra is the best. But now, so now, now Shannon, I like plan, I, I'm, I'm going to be in Austin soon, maybe a couple weeks huh? from now. So where would I, uh, he gave me a recommendation of Fort Worth. So where do I need to go in Austin? Well, I, this is a little off the track. Okay. But there's a, there's a restaurant called Cover 2. Cover 2. And let me tell you why this is good. They make their chicken fried steak with tenderloin. Ooh. Not it's just tender uh, like normal. I could usually my, my gut feeling is chicken fried steak is often made with 
less than 100% Angus beef. Exactly, yeah. and they chop it up. Like, hamburger, like, like, uh, like third grade uh, lunch line hamburgers. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you want to be real careful about that. But this restaurant makes it with pure tenderloin beef. Yeah, and I with like their, their their good batter, it's excellent. So so you get the you get the you get the you get the beef. Uh, you the batter is what? Is it, is it just a, a what kind of batter would just it be? A, it's uh, sometimes it's a, just a flour batter, but okay. sometimes it's a beer batter mix. So where where does the name chicken fried come from? <laughs> well, you got me there. Okay, I've I lived in wondered. Texas my whole life. I, I mean, otherwise, uh, wouldn't it just be called like fried steak? Exactly. I've wondered that my whole life. Okay, I bet uh, something tells me, Shannon. Uh, so the name of the place is Covered Two. Yes, sir. Okay, I will find it. <laughs> I, will, I, I am I am coming to you right now. Uh, thanks for the call. I, we got we got to learn all this new lingo because, uh, I mean, I, I've heard of most of the places in the SEC, but now that we have these two new entities, uh, let's check in with. Okay, Susie is back. Susie, sorry about that. I, I don't know what happened. Susie, are you back? One. Two, three, gone. Gone without a trace. Sounds like the name of a, of a new uh, new Netflix series. Coy is in West Virginia. Hello, Coy. Yes, sir. I'm calling about the um, transfer portal. It seems like the transfer portal includes the coaches now, too, right? Right. It seems like they're the ones that are transferring just as much as the players. They sure are. Right. And my question is, like, you got all these All Americans that are going around, and they're leaving, like Washington. How could you have all these people leaving Washington after they just went to a national championship game, and now they're going to all these other teams? I mean, how do you think the All Americans, you know, when when if if Forrest Gump was still playing, would he be able to handle that with all this changing going on? Or, or I, I don't think I don't on? think Forrest would do well in today's environment. He wouldn't do well, would he? No. I don't think he would either. Forrest is more of a of a throwback player, Corey. Thanks for the call. I'm going to – one more time. You ready for Susie? Susie. We've had Susie once, twice, three times we, a lady. Ha, three times a lady. Commodore three times song. a lady. Can you hear me, Paul? Yes. Paul? I can. No, I can hear you. I can hear you. Oh, I, I got okay, you. Okay, sorry. Sorry for shouting. Okay, before I have a comment on something that Jim did last week, I want to give a shout-out to those boys that I did the other day because they didn't hear your show. When I subbed today and I told them I gave them a shout-out, they were so disappointed. So hopefully they will hear me today for Burton and Carter and Landon. They love your show, and their moms love your show, and so here's my shout-out to them. Okay, Jim... God bless him. Jim, I think he's as old as me, Paul, or in his 70s. I don't know. He won't tell us. But I will tell you what. When I was in high school, you would never find me or any of my girlfriends carrying a boy's book no, in the hallway. Never, never seen it before. It would 
it would never happen. I wouldn't demean myself out of that, Verboten. and I wouldn't expect any guys to demean me. So, you know what, Jim? I don't know where you're coming from, but I'm not carrying your books, buddy. Okay. The other thing, Tennessee this past weekend. Oh, my God. We don't get to shout out Tennessee in football season a lot. But basketball, what a game. What a game. And what I loved is they played as a team, Paul. They, you know, Connect wasn't making his 39 or 38 points. He was, they were playing as a team defensively. Um, they, they make their free throws. They're amazing. Ziggler, what a game. So shout out to the Tennessee basketball team, guys. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast.